0: Welcome to the Career Happiness Podcast. My name is Soma Ghosh. I am the founder of a business called the Career Happiness Mentor. And within this podcast, we explore themes around career happiness, confidence, well being, and so much more. Not only do I do one to one personalized episodes to really, really support you as a listener. But you will have the chance to listen to really, really amazing guests from all corners of not just world, but different industries. It's really, really important that you are not only happy in your career, but you make time to progress in a way that feels right for you. So if you want to have more energy in your career, change your career, find out more about how to potentially start a business or Even help your teenager with careers advice, this is the podcast for you. Thanks so much. Hello, everyone. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about what is a degree and how does it compare to a degree apprenticeship. So, I want to just start off by saying I know I've done some episodes about degree apprenticeships before. But this is going to be a little bit of a different one because there is still confusion from young people I speak to, from sometimes even parents when they're trying to explain what a degree is. And some of these parents have degrees, but it's all about trying to explain things in a clear and concise way, but also in a way that the young person is still engaged. And that's why I do these episodes for young people and parents, because There is a lot of information out there. There's a lot of misinformation. There's too much information. Some things are free, some things aren't free. And um, I know the podcast is free as well. But it's also my kind of job, I would say, as a careers advisor to inform and educate you guys as much as possible. But also, you know, as a careers advisor and business owner, I work with parents and I want to be able to give you these informed episodes so that if you are interested in working with me, you've got that as a backing as well. And I'll talk a little bit more about that towards the end of the episode. So anyway, back to the episode. Why am I talking about this today? There's the confusion, as I've already mentioned. There's the blurred lines. And also a lot of young people often say to me that they wish they just had a clearer explanation about what a degree is and why it's valuable and all of that kind of stuff. And I can't say why it's valuable in this episode. I'll talk a little bit about that because sometimes that is also our personal opinion, personal perspective and what we want out of life and what we want out of education. And recently I've been following this guy on Twitter who talks about how higher education is a business and it's a very interesting perspective. And maybe one day they could be a person that that I can talk to on this podcast um, and I have some opinions around that as well, but for the most part, me doing this episode today is to not only explain what a degree is, but it's to help you have an understanding of the difference between a degree and a degree apprenticeship, for you to compare the two and have that understanding a little bit, but also for you to also listen to Um, Backdated episodes where I've spoken to people about this. So, for example, I'll quickly um, give some of those examples in a minute. I've spoken to Catherine Munkham, I've spoken to Susan Smith. Um, One person is a careers advisor, and the other person is someone who's done a degree apprenticeship, and they talk a lot about degree apprenticeships and how they're valuable and things like that. But we've got to remember as well is that the confusion happens because both of the both of these things have "degree" in the title of them. And also when a young person has been in the education system, doing their GCSEs, doing their A-levels, they, you know, are reading the booklets when they're about 17, 18. And although they may have brothers and sisters who have degrees, until you experience something, sometimes you're not going to experience it. And that can even include being on campus and, you know, having that kind of life experience. But the main reason I'm talking about this is to kind of eradicate the confusion, to educate you guys, and also to keep you informed in a careers advisor way, but also in a way that is relatable to you. So what is a degree actually is the question that I want to ask you guys listening today because I've paused it. So what is a degree when we think about the word degree? So... According to the Cambridge Dictionary, a degree is a course of study at college or university or the qualification given to a student after he or she has completed his or her studies. So for example, she has a physics degree, chemistry degree, degree, etc. And there are lots of definitions around this. I found another definition on here from Miriam Webster, which I'll put in the show notes so you can go and read this. But the thing that is important to note here is also remember when we're talking about degrees of education we're talking about different types of degrees in the UK and there are lots of different types there's an undergraduate which I'll explain in a minute and a postgraduate level and i found a really really great article from the complete university guide that goes through this a little bit more and it talks about what the difference is but in a nutshell from a careers advisor perspective A degree or an undergrad degree is something where you're studying a specific topic. So you could be studying um, a degree in marketing and business, and that is covering aspects around marketing and business and being very specific around that, right? And it's a combination of different topics within that degree, and there are going to be core um, modules that you're going to have to study within that degree. So in order for you to ascertain that degree, and then there are going to be modules which you will be able to pick optionally with the specialisms that you are interested in and you want to study. And that is something that happens with most degrees. And that will become your undergraduate degree. And I'll explain in a minute about BSc and BAs in a minute. But if we then talk about postgraduate degrees, postgraduate degrees are a lot more about, you know, you doing research, a lot more about you doing something practical, And then, you know, you can go on to do other qualifications like master's, PhD, etc. And they are allowing you to further have in-depth knowledge about a particular field. So I studied psychology, for example, and let's take psychology. I did a degree in psychology and criminology. It was a combined degree. But what I actually did is one of those subjects, psychology, was my major part of my degree and the criminology was the minor part you can also do joint honours degrees which means you are jointly studying both subjects together if you're doing a combined degree but usually if it's singular there will be those set core modules i've spoken about and then there will be those modules that you can pick optionally if you are studying science subjects this may not always be the case because with science it is very specific so for example if you're doing a medical degree something like biochemistry or even medicine there are going to be a lot more core cool components and in some universities like Queen Mary they allow you to study for 5 years where you can go on and do the masters that is incorporated and i'm not going to uh, like confuse people too much here at this point but i'll give an example of what i mean by that in the show notes so you can go and have a look. but There is a lot to unpack here but overall it's a course that you do and then when we look at what undergraduate degrees involve you've got bachelor's degrees and a bachelor degree is when you're studying one or sometimes two subjects in details which is basically what I've explained and they tend to be a level six um, qualification level and obviously you've done your four and five from your school. And you need to have entry qualifications of making sure that you've got those GCSEs in English, Maths or Science, if you're doing a science degree. Um, You need to make sure that, you know, you've got the set A levels that that university wants. And then, as I mentioned, if we're going up to studying afterwards it becomes level seven level eight but i'm not going to get into that i'm going to stick to the degree level and when we're talking about bachelor's degrees there's different categories and what's really good about this article is it goes through all of it bachelor of arts which is a ba bachelor of science which is a bsc which is what i have bachelor of education bachelor of engineering bachelor of laws bachelor of medicine bachelor of surgery etc and then you've got all the acronyms and it goes through it and if you're in, in scotland Or elsewhere, they've got some different kind of explanations about things here as well, which is really, really good. Um, And it actually tells you a lot of detailed information, like some of the things that I've mentioned already and some of the entry requirements and that kind of thing. But a degree itself prepares you to apply yourself to study that in depth. So if you did a degree in graphic design, it's pretty clear in the title what you're going to be studying And that likely is going to be a BA because it's going to be a Bachelor of Arts, for example. And I'm trying to give these examples to kind of make it a bit more clearer. But as I said, mine was a Bachelor of Science and it was a BSc in Psychology with Criminology. But if I did a pure Criminology degree, it probably would have been a Bachelor of Arts because it specialises within that field. So there's different things to think about relating to the subject that you're going to do. In terms of how long that these courses take, If you are doing a degree, which is a degree that is three straight years, for example, what I did is three straight years. That's it. Done. Most degrees tend to be three years. However, if you do a placement or you do a sandwich course, which is what it used to be for back in my time, and I think it's still called a sandwich course now, um, then you are doing four years. So you will end up doing a degree for three years and four years in total. In some cases, some people add on that extra year because they're doing other things. But that is the other thing to think about. And if you're studying things like obviously medicine, architecture, dentistry, these degrees take up to five years, sometimes six years. And that is because there are specialisms and things that you've got to do within that. Um, The other thing to bear in mind here is that some people are very keen to do a degree. And sometimes what happens is their A-level grades or their BTEC diploma that they do because these are the entry requirements that are required at level three or four do not come to fruition. It doesn't happen. And they can become a bit despondent. So in that case, what you can do is you can do a foundation year or foundation diploma. And every university has different criteria for that. I'm not going to tell you what the set criteria are, but for these kind of degrees, or these kind of foundation starting point before you even do your degree, That I mean, this will take longer. This will take about five or four years, as I've mentioned already. But for these ones, the entry requirements will be lower. So maybe if at your A levels or your B tech, you know, for your A levels, if you get something like, oh, this is just me giving an example, EE, some universities may accept that. Um, but for the most part, they're probably not going to. So then you would have to do your foundation year. So then that would add an extra year to your degree. So that would be four years. So this is also something to think about. But in a nutshell, that is what a degree is. And a degree involves if we get into the study aspect, because I get a lot of questions around this from young people. um, It is much more independent learning. So you would be required to read specific books per your modules, you'd need to be able to buy those books from your university library or elsewhere online. Most people buy them online now. And then you will then be expected to go to lectures and go to seminars every week. And you may not be going every day. You may be going only three to four days, but the other days you're required to be studying. They're not days off. They're days that you should be studying and implementing the learning from the seminars and the lectures that you're going to have. But in the first year especially, you um, depending on what university you go to and what you're studying, the first year is a year where you are required to learn, to get used to your degree. And what most people actually go through is the first year doesn't count towards your final grade in some universities. But that's something that you also need to find out from um, your lecturers and find out how that works. But for the most part, if you wanted to change your university after the first year, you can do that. There is some technicalities around that, but you can do that. You can even change your course. So, for example, when I was in my first year, um, after the first um, semester, I actually changed um, from studying sociology to criminology as my minor subject. Because I just wasn't enjoying the sociology aspect, even though I had a sociology A-level for some people, if they realise after a year they've done a degree that they're not enjoying, you can change it. So there are things that you can do, so please bear this in mind and this is just me putting my career advisor hat on whilst doing this episode and explaining all of this to you. So now why don't we talk a little bit about degree apprenticeships because I've explained what a degree is in quite a concise way and I want to keep it concise because I'm aware that many of you guys... Um, have information thrown at you and i don't want to be the bearer where i'm giving so much information you get overwhelmed and for me the main emphasis on this episode is to then once i talk about degree apprenticeships is to compare them for you guys a little bit to help any decisions that you want to make right now we've done a few episodes about degree apprenticeships and um you know the kind of future you can have with them i've spoken to susan smith Um, about this and Catherine Moncombe who did an apprenticeship she didn't do a degree apprenticeship but she did an apprenticeship and we've had a lot of discussion around it already on the podcast but the reason I wanted to incorporate it in this episode is there still is that confusion that I spoke about at the beginning of the episode but also some young people often think about the value between what is better. And we'll get to that in a minute. But in a nutshell, a degree apprenticeship ultimately gives you the best of both worlds, you get to um, study, and you get to learn. But you also get paid for learning a particular route. And it allows young people who are aged 18 to 19, to have that flexibility of learning on the go. And What I'll do in the show notes is I actually found a really, really good link from Prospects, which um, I really like as a tool for young people to use anyway. And there is actually a mini podcast on here (laughs) Um, from Prospects Future You talking about um, apprenticeships. Would an apprenticeship be right for me? So you can go and listen to that on Spotify as well, because that will give you some more insights into apprenticeships and degree apprenticeships. Um, But ideally, it gives you the best of both worlds. You get to study for a few days of the week and you get to learn. And a lot of these are centred in a particular field. Some of them can be engineering, media marketing, finance. It can be specific to a particular type of job. But it can also give you that wider experience. So if you then want to go off and, you know, have a particular job within the finance field, within the marketing field, within the engineering field, it gives you that route to already having that experience rather than having the experience after your degree. And there's also some really great information about a master's um, apprenticeship on hair as well, which is helping you do your apprenticeship Um, but also studying towards your master's. And um, they've got an example here of a Level 7 architect degree apprenticeship at Nottingham Trent University, which is not one that I've heard of just yet, but that's really, really like up-to-date new knowledge because this was published in January 23. So go and check that out, but essentially a degree apprenticeship gives you the best of both worlds. And that's what it is. And in a way, it's kind of easier to explain than a degree, I've just realised, because a degree involves a lot more. But that doesn't mean that a degree apprenticeship outweighs what a degree is. And remember, I'm keeping it concise here, because I could go on talking about degree apprenticeships. But remember, we've got those episodes that I've mentioned, but I'm going to go into a bit more in like depth about that um, a little bit later on. So What now happens if we take some time to, I don't want to necessarily say just compare, but look at the two um, through the lens of careers advice to help you, but also through the lens to help you think about what one could potentially be right for you. So with the degree, you have the fact that you have to do independent learning, the degree alone. You may have to move out of home and live in halls. That's another thing. The other thing you've got to think about is that If we look at finances here, remember, I'm recording this in 2023 during a recession. For future listeners, you know, the recession may be better, but we don't know what the future has in store for us. You've got to think about the financial implications. Do you need to get student finance? Would you need to get a student loan? How can your parents help you? Are you in a situation? And remember, I'm saying this in a broad a broad minded manner here as well. Where, you know, you you don't live with your parents, you live with a foster family or you live independently or you live in a different circumstance that doesn't give you the luxury of having your parents around. How are you then going to be able to pay towards your degree? Would you need to get a part time job? These are very practical things that I want you to think about as well, because I think a lot of the time it's all very good saying I'll go off and do a degree. But a lot of the time, one of the things that are putting people off a lot to going to do a degree is the financial aspect of it and not being able to pay for the degree and not having those financial assets in place and worrying about money later on as soon as they get a job. Because as soon as you enter into the job, you then have to then think about paying it off. And, you know, the student loan company has a way of doing that. But usually a lot of people have a lot of debt. And if you're not getting a job straight away, that can feel really, really overwhelming and very intimidating. So those are some of the things to think about. But if we talk about the degree itself on its own without the apprenticeship part, the part that you've got to factor in here is the academia part. It is a very academic route. There is lots of study involved. Yes, people have a lot of fun at university as well if they're staying in halls. You can still have fun if you're not staying at halls as well. By the way, that is possible, especially in terms of the social aspects. But you've also got to think about the practicalities of, okay, I'm doing this degree for four or five years, what is the financial aspect for me? Do I need to work? Do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? So I guess what I would say here is that academia is the primary focus. The practical learning, unless you're doing a practical degree, like nursing, medicine, etc, then you're not maybe going to be able to factor that in here. And I want you to take some time to think about that, because I think it's very, very important for us and interesting for us to realize that if you did an English degree, and there's nothing wrong with doing an English degree, by the way, it can be very valuable for then, for you to then go into teaching or for you to go into communications or something very specific that's going to help you or PR or whatever. However, what you need to bear in mind here is that when you do a degree like that where you don't have any experience, it can then be perhaps difficult for you to then go off and get a job. Or you could be a bit disillusioned after your degree and then realise oh, I did English for three years. But actually, you know, I now want to go into creative writing and maybe I should have done creative writing. And then you just start questioning yourself. So I do also want you to think about aspects here about the degree matching up to your expectations in reality, your degree allowing you to expand the world. And with a degree, if you are Academic, if you like reading, if you like researching, if you want that next stage from your A levels, then the degree is potentially going to be amazing for you. And depending on what area of um, career you want to go into, obviously, if it's medicine or nursing, you will need to have that degree that you don't have any choice. And I'm giving those examples because it's very important to bear in mind here. But if you're interested in marketing, IT, technology, some of these other things that I've mentioned on the podcast before, What's really powerful about a degree apprenticeship is it allows you to have that on the job learning, but it gives you those practical skills that you need when you're in the job. So for example, let's take IT. So in one of my previous episodes, I did an episode specifically around STEM careers, right? And the thing to bear in mind here when I talked about STEM careers is that I went through um, a lot around how we can get women more into technology And a lot of the girls that I've spoken to recently and when I was working in schools, they would often say to me that actually I really want to do engineering, but if I do a degree, mm, I'm not sure that that's going to be sustainable for me, but this degree apprenticeship looks really cool and I want to do that. There is competition in degree apprenticeships and I think it's important to bear in mind there are those entry requirements. So don't think that doing a degree apprenticeship is going to be easier because it's not. I've said that before on the podcast there is you know quite a vigorous application progress process um, for you to um, be considered. They need to look at a few other things there's going to be like tests in place. What I would say is that if you choose to do a degree, you do then if you then want to you know go through a graduate screen or graduate program, you have to kind of almost do similar tests to what you would be doing if you were doing your degree apprenticeship. So there are some parallels here as well, guys, that you've got to bear in mind. But if you're someone who's practical, if you're someone who is actually concerned about money, maybe the degree apprenticeship could be really, really helpful to you. If you're in the category where you want that experience at uni, you want to learn, you want to do all the things that you want to do, and you feel that actually For a while, you've got that emotional and financial stability and you don't need to worry about much. Perhaps the degree could be better for you. Or perhaps it is that you're not so concerned about the money aspect just yet because the degree that you're doing is vocation-based, like some of the vocations I've mentioned already, like nursing, dentistry, etc. Or even engineering. But a lot of people do engineering degrees and then they go into other fields and there's also nothing wrong with that. So you could do a very vocational-based degree, you could do an education degree, but then you could do go into marketing and you might be thinking, huh? how does that work? But some people do do that. So remember as well, don't feel too restricted with your thinking around this. And when you're thinking about whether you want to do a degree versus whether you want to do a degree apprenticeship, when you're comparing the two, also make a list for yourself, <clears throat> almost like a pros and, lists, cons, pros and cons list Sorry for yourself looking at and where you are thinking about the things that you think are going to be relatable to you versus not relatable to you. And remember, I say this on the podcast a lot, don't do something just because your friends or peers are doing it. Don't do something because you think that's the thing that your parents expect of you. Do the thing that you want to do. And if you're a parent listening to this, I also want to advise you to be able to be open to degree apprenticeships if that's what you're son or daughter wants to do because often when it comes up it can be a topic of contention and confusion and I don't want anybody to feel confused which is why I'm doing this episode but also the other reason I really really wanted to do this episode as well is to kind of educate you a bit further on this topic because it just keeps on coming up and they're becoming more popular and I can't I can't get away from them but I mean that in a good way because the more that we discuss this the more that we're going to be able to help young people with this topic So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to take some time to call out some of the previous episodes that would be really, really helpful um, for you to give you some more knowledge on this and a bit more understanding around this. So I've done a specific episode just around should you go to university or not, please go and listen to that and check it out because I talk about some of the good aspects of university and some of the aspects that if you think you're going to struggle with, you're going to struggle with, like the independent learning is one that comes up a lot. And also sometimes that too much freedom and not having that structure can be really detrimental to some young people who have just come straight out of school and feel a little bit like, whoa, this is too much. So I go through in a lot more detail in that episode. The other episodes that I wanted to mention as well that you might find, um, really useful are um, episode 114 with Susan Smith, who I've already mentioned. She's a careers advisor and she actually gives a lot of support around degree apprenticeships as well. I think she's got a course. So you can go and check out um, Susan's um, great work and what she's doing because we spoke at length around what degree apprenticeship was and she gave some really clear examples about um, people that she's worked with And some of the people that she's worked with and what they've kind of gone on to do, because um, Susan's been a careers advisor for many years, but also she's kind of spoken about some of the differences in terms of goals that young people have and um, also what their needs are. So that's something to bear in mind. So please go and listen to that episode. And then you've got um, episode 122 with Catherine Monkman. So Catherine has a really successful career now and she did an apprenticeship way before even degree apprenticeships were a thing and she talks about um, why she did that and she was actually very academic but talking to her was really insightful and I think it will give you an example of what can happen if you put yourself out there and you do things a little bit differently and then you've got episode 132 where I spoke at length about how it can help a young person's career and how it can motivate them and give them some of those practical skills that a lot of young people are craving right now. And also the other thing to bear in mind with degree apprenticeships before I give one more suggestion is the financial impact it's going to have on their future. Because remember, if you read a lot like myself, you know, I'm an elder millennial, but there are a lot of millennials and Gen Zers right now who are really struggling to get on the property ladder or to do things in a certain way. And so what the degree apprenticeship allows is it allows you to have those skills that is needed, but also not worry financially. So it's something to bear in mind. But the other episode, which was quite a recent episode that I did, is um, episode 147. And it was about degree apprenticeships and if they are the future. And if I'm going to be honest with you, I actually think that they could be the future in a lot of ways. I'm not saying that degrees are going to completely die out. There's still going to be degrees with placements that allow people to really, really thrive and just normal degrees or vocational degrees. They're never going to go out of fashion. But I do also see in the future maybe medicine being one of those subjects that's going to have a degree apprenticeship format. If architecture is doing it, then anything is possible at this stage. There are going to be ways of incorporating that within its nuances. And I think we need to take time to not be scared of that because this is the future and the gen zedders and you know the alphas who are really little right now they learn in different ways they learn through technology so we need to bear in mind that this is something that is going to be the future as well one more thing i want to say lastly the last thing that i want to say is that i do have some spaces available if you're interested in working with me as a parent Um, I will put the links in the show notes. Um, So I offer a career advice service, which is tailor made with sitting down with a young person online. And um, I do a careers interview for a whole hour with you, which is an added bonus, because in most schools, the careers interviews tend to be 30 to 25 minutes. And the reason why I want to give your you know, son or daughter, that our opportunity is for them to really, really go through a lot of the things they're interested in. And it gives them more of that time. Included in that is a careers report that is written, bespoke to them, and also an action plan that you as a parent get access to. The other service that I have is a service that is tailored around just the parents having a call with me. And um, that parental consultation tends to be about 35 to 40 minutes long And we look at an aspect within careers advice of something that you're concerned about. Or this could even be really, really um, beneficial to anyone whose child might be in year nine or lower in the school and you're considering what their options are. Any concerns that you might have, go and have a look um, at both of these links in the show notes. And thank you so much for listening to this episode today. And if you've got any questions, you want to send me anything via email, remember... My email addresses are shoma at shomagosh.com or shoma at thecareerhappinessmentor.com. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Career Happiness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media or with somebody you know it will make a significant difference to. And remember, if you haven't already, please take some time to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much.